Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Experts use all kinds of methods when predicting the outcomes of presidential elections. Polls are the most common, but often unreliable way of taking the pulse of a nation. However, in the 1940s, the people didn't rely on polls or data to predict who might sit in the Oval Office. They relied on Lady Wonder. She was born in Richmond, Virginia in 1924 and raised by Claudia Fonda, who took her in like a mother. Claudia fed her by bottle every day, using their time together to teach her new things. Lady Wonder spent most of her time working with Claudia, learning the letters of the alphabet with the help of children's blocks. But Lady also loved children. She often played with them, letting them hide objects in the nearby pastures so that she could go over later and find them. And she did so every single time without fail. Except there was something strange about Lady. For one, she was a horse, but that wasn't what set her apart from others. She stood out because she seemed to always know what someone was going to do right before they did it. For example, she would run toward Claudia just before getting the command to do so. Eventually, ladies started answering questions. Things like basic math and general knowledge questions. Except she didn't reply by stomping her hooves like other horses. She spelled out her answers using the 26 wooden letter blocks in her stable. News of the brilliant horse got around, of course and reporters started pouring in from all over the country to see her in action. Whenever Lady performed, she closed her eyes and went into a kind of trance. She'd solve an equation or spell answers to questions asked by the crowd. Then there were the more peculiar questions she started answering, things that no one, horse or human, should have been able to answer. For example, she once was able to spell out the date on a coin pulled from someone's pocket without ever having laid eyes upon it. Another person moved the hands of a clock to 6.10 p.m. and held the clock face against Lady's side. They asked what time the clock was on, and the horse responded in her own way. 6 one, zero. But as Lady grew larger, so did her ways of communicating. Soon, the blocks were too small for her to manipulate with her snout, so her trainer had a special kind of horse-sized typewriter made with keys big enough for Lady to push with her nose. Whenever she pressed a letter down, a corresponding facsimile would pop up for the audience to see. When it seemed like Lady might just be a well-trained horse, her trainer moved the letters around to confuse her, but it never worked. The horse could answer basic questions and also predict outcomes of major events, and it wasn't long before the stories about Lady Wonder had reached Washington, D.C. One senator in the 1950s was notorious for ignoring his constituents, until he asked Lady Wonder what he should do. She also successfully predicted the outcomes of several elections. Even the police had come to depend on her for answers. In Massachusetts in 1951, a young boy went missing. Despite the police's best efforts, nothing turned up. No evidence, no suspects, nothing. So the police asked Lady for help, and right away she plunked out the words, Pittsfield, water, wheel. The police took that to mean a nearby place called Pitfield Wildwater. Sure enough, a search of that quarry led them to the boy's body. 
Lady Wonder even managed to convince a psychologist from New York, a man named Thomas Garrett, who was known for debunking supposed clairvoyance and fortune tellers. His dog had gone missing, and a kennel in Long Island claimed that the dog had died. Lady told him it was untrue, and that his dog was still alive. After a brief investigation, it turned out that the kennel had faked the dog's death and sold it to a sister location in Florida. Thanks to Lady Wonder, they were caught red-handed. Paranormal researchers, magicians, and experts of all kinds performed countless tests on Lady to find the limits of her power. And what they found was complicated. She was capable of answering simple math equations, but more difficult problems stumped her. When they blindfolded her, all bets were off. She got almost nothing right. What people like Duke University professor Joseph Banks Rhine finally figured out was that Lady Wonder wasn't so much a mind reader as she was incredibly observant. She would watch her trainer, Claudia, for clues to the answer. With the blindfold on, her human cheat sheet was gone, turning her into just another horse, however intelligent she might have been. That said, there were plenty of times when Lady Wonder really did live up to her name when she was able to predict the outcomes of elections, sporting events, and the locations of missing people. She might have been getting help on the basic questions, but even Claudia didn't know the answer to everything. And yet somehow, Lady Wonder did. Clearly, something was going on. What that something was, well, we'll never know. But we do know one thing. That something was special. Emily had someone following her, but she never saw who. She was a teacher in the mid-1800s, and a good one. She was loved by her students, but had trouble holding on to a job. She allegedly held 19 separate teaching positions over the course of 16 years. But it wasn't due to a lack of skill or boredom. It was something more difficult to explain. Emily Segui was French-born, but taught at a private girls' school in Russia. The kids seemed to like her well enough— She was patient and sweet and inviting, but there was something about her that confused some of the students, mainly that she seemed to be everywhere at once. If one student went looking for her in her classroom, she'd often be there, at the same time another student would have eyes on her in another room in the school. At first, other students and teachers said the occasional coincidences were just tricks on the eyes, children seeing one thing and thinking it was something else. But the sightings kept happening. As the school year wore on, the incidents of Emily being in two places at once grew more frequent. Then, during class one day, her students saw the reason why Mademoiselle Sagui was often seen in two rooms at the same time. She turned to write on the board when someone else suddenly appeared in the classroom. They stood next to Emily wearing the same clothes as her. Their hair was tied up exactly the same way, and as the teacher moved her arm up and down the board, the other person did the same although they weren't holding chalk or writing anything on the board. They were simply pantomiming the same movements. By all accounts, it was another Emily. Afterward, school administrators talked to each member of the class who all told the same story, that an exact duplicate of their teacher appeared out of nowhere and started mimicking her actions. After the incident, another sighting happened when Emily was helping a student into her dress for a garden party. The girl looked in the mirror to admire her dress, 
and standing beside her teacher was the doppelganger again, performing the same movements as Emily with nothing in her hands. It seemed that once they'd seen her in the open, the second Emily had no qualms about showing herself as often as possible. She'd stand behind the real Emily at a meal and act like she was feeding herself even though she wasn't holding a fork or a plate. Other times, when the teacher would get up, the ghostly clone would stay behind in the chair. Perhaps the most bizarre sighting happened while students were gathered together to practice embroidery. Emily was outside picking flowers in the garden while another teacher watched the girls. Everyone could see her happily going about one of her favorite pastimes from the window. At some point, however, the teacher needed to attend to another matter and the students were left alone. The empty seat where the teacher had been sitting didn't remain empty for long, though. Emily appeared in the chair. The children looked out the window and saw the real Emily Sagi still picking flowers outside in clear view of the students. She looked tired now, like she'd just run a race. The doppelganger didn't move, though. It sat looking straight ahead. Two students who had gone through this before decided to conduct an experiment with the apparition. They both got out of their seats and approached her. One went to touch her and was able to pass her hand through her body, although with a slight effort. It felt like something was in the way a dense fog or a thin fabric keeping the hand from moving smoothly through. The other student managed to walk right through part of this other Emily before she faded away. The students caught up with the real Emily Sagi afterward and asked what had happened. She told them she'd been upset at the other teacher leaving them alone and felt they needed someone to watch them while she was gone. Unfortunately, these strange occurrences had a negative effect on the school. Children who'd gone home during Christmas or summer break periods often didn't come back. Eventually, the school had gone from 42 active students to only a dozen, and the reason for the drop was Emily Sagi. The school had no choice but to let her go. Her whereabouts after that went largely unknown, though one student did keep in touch with her. The student visited Emily at her sister-in-law's home while she was in between jobs, and the children of this sister-in-law liked to tell their guest how they had two Aunt Emily's. Emily Sagi's story sort of ends there. Despite the numerous witnesses to her bizarre phenomena, the tale of two teachers has changed considerably as it has been passed down through the years. It wouldn't be a surprise to learn that many of her former students might have wanted to forget what they'd seen. After all, two teachers in one place is bad enough. Hopefully, though, it didn't mean double the homework. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.